0: hello this is robert fleming of the tucson arizona elder law firm of fleming and Curdy plc i'm sitting here with my partner and podcast co-host elizabeth noble rawlings freeman And Elizabeth, I thought this would be a chance for us to talk about something that's much in the news lately. I don't know if you've heard that there's a viral pandemic going on. Have you seen anything about that?
1: I have, Robert. Happy Sunday to you and all of our listeners.
0: (laughs) We are. It's worth saying we are recording this on uh, March the 15th, the day after Pi Day. And so this may get aged very quickly. Um, We will post it up on the website right away. but, uh, But things are changing pretty rapidly but we thought it would be a good time to talk about what we're doing at Fleming and Curdy about the fact of the coronavirus, the pandemic. So Elizabeth, um, what are the issues? What what do we have to face as a law firm?
1: Gosh, it's a good question, Robert. A little bit hard to know where to begin. I think the first thing to say is our number one goal is to continue to keep our staff, the clients and the families that we serve safe and be mindful of people's safety. I think the second thing that's really important to me is that we continue serving and that we continue fulfilling our duty and our obligations to both our clients and their families. We have so much that we do in our office that relates to -to face-to-face meetings, whether it's estate planning, whether it's going to court. In many, many cases this week we've been getting calls from assisted living facilities, group homes. Uh, many, many caregivers because we act in a fiduciary capacity. So I think the biggest question in my mind is also how to balance those responsibilities, because when we're guardian, that's not a nine to five job.
0: And, And it's worth noting that those calls that you're talking about, Elizabeth, some of them are telling us just by way of information that our staff, family members, the mailman, nobody is going to be allowed into some of the facilities until until there's a better picture of what the pandemic looks like. So we are no we are not exempted from those restrictions that a lot of people are experiencing. But but as you know, we're we still have responsibility for some folks who are in those facilities and we can't just shut down. We need to be able to pay their bills and And deal with uh, care issues and if god forbid the coronavirus becomes prevalent we're going to have some some medical issues to address for those folks so we have to keep going
1: that's right robert in fact actually tomorrow morning at 10 a.m i'm getting ready to do some discharge planning for a woman who's been at the hospital and now in rehab and getting ready to go home so life continues I would say that it's a very hard operation we have here at Fleming and Curdy to just tell everybody to work from home. There are many wonderful law firms that have been able to devise plans for their staff to all work remotely, but because of the work that we do, we're not able to do that at this time. And so I think one of my bigger goals for this week is to try and figure out what we need to do to address safety issues in our office. You have developed a wonderful sanitizer robert it is a homemade (laughs) brew that i quite like
0: (laughs) i uh, of course went out to try to buy some figuring that was the right way to do it and that is not a choice in the current environment so i've mixed up my own and the secret ingredient is actually drinkable but please don't
1: (laughs) well one thing that i have to say as somebody who's 36 and um, i've seen some things in my 36 years but not what you've seen in your six plus decades robert i've been wondering are you feeling stressed or nervous about the pandemic i am not quite stressed or nervous myself but you're somebody i really look to for leadership how are you feeling about the pulse and um, the day-to-day
0: well that's a really good question elizabeth and thanks for asking uh, I, and i don't i don't mind people knowing i'm 67 so um i am squarely in that uh, the demographic that is supposed to watch out for the pandemic I'm not particularly concerned myself if I get the the flu myself, the the uh, COVID virus. It's not really flu. Uh, I expect that I'll probably be pretty sick, and uh, but I'll I'll live through it. Uh, but I do have a 93 year old mother who lives in an assisted living facility here in Tucson, and I'm pretty anxious about her future as the as the pandemic spreads. So that's a reality that we deal with in our practice we have not just people we're responsible for not just clients we care about but also family that's involved and so we're trying to strike the right balance it's it's a challenge no doubt about it
1: and in terms of the week ahead robert is there a source maybe the website or newsletter or some kind of posting that we might make if we needed to update our clients and their families have you started thinking about those outward communications
0: we do have um, last week's newsletter article was about not so much what a law office is doing about the coronavirus but but what uh what you out there in the public might do uh, as as a uh, an elder law practice the things we worry about for you whether your documents are in order whether you have them in the right place where the whether the people who know uh, who are supposed to act, know that they are the ones who are supposed to act and where to find the documents. And all of that is, of course, worst case scenario if you're unable to communicate or if you have to have someone go out into the community and do things for you because you are bedridden or homebound. Uh, So we're anxious that people make sure they have done all those things this week our newsletter article will be more about what we are doing in our office about our hand sanitizer about about regular hand washing about uh, swabbing down surfaces that the public comes in contact with with a weak bleach solution which is what the uh, the cdc recommends that people do we are doing all of those things here's some really good news we just moved into this new office space and We didn't know there was a pandemic coming, but if we had known, we would have devised office space that looks just like this.
1: Yes, there's plenty of room for everybody. They're pretty spread out. It's nice that our lobby area is larger and we actually have all this new furniture that's quite a bit easier to sanitize and clean. I think that when we have people come in, if you do have an appointment or if you have concerns about coming in, we, we really would like a call and I'll tell you something, Robert, I have a fully charged headset for all of the conference calls that I'm anticipating this week. And I'm really hoping that people continue to call or email questions. Um, I, I think that one thing that's special about the practice of law and whether they're working with Amy Matheson or Jackie Mingle, you or me, We can continue to give legal advice, whatever the day is, whatever the time is. And I had somebody give me a call on Friday just to ask, confirm that their documents were saved electronically in our files. They asked me to mail those to them. They also asked a couple of follow-up questions about some of the administrative planning that they needed to do. I had somebody on Friday call because his mother recently died. We can continue to give legal advice, and we can continue to do that over the phone. So I would welcome people to to call if they have questions or concerns, because the thing that I, as somebody who's a social person, Robert, the thing that I'm most concerned about is, who am I going to talk to <laughs> if nobody's coming in? <laughs> I'll talk to you, Elizabeth,
0: if no one else will. Uh, no, we are going to be reaching out to every client who's scheduled to come in and offer to them an alternative if they're anxious about it or if they're not feeling well themselves. We're going to tell uh, staff members that if they don't feel well, we don't want to see them at work. Of course, you say that every, every time with your staff anyway, but we are going to be uh, somewhat more rigorous about pushing people out the door if they are the least bit. Uh, feverish, or if they're coughing, or anything. Although we do have one employee who has really bad allergies and has been coughing all week because <laughs> of the allergies, and then coughing and immediately saying it's just allergies, so that, to try to calm everyone down, it, it does uh, it does require us to to focus a little bit more closely on on what we're doing, and and we have to remember that. Uh, there's not just whether the client, the individual client, feels more comfortable doing a telephone conference. There's also the question whether the next client will be more comfortable that there were telephone conferences rather than office visits. So somebody who can't put off their, their, their visit, who has to come in in person. Like somebody who's coming in to sign their, their estate planning documents. They don't have the choice of doing it by telephone call. So they'll be reassured, I hope knowing that we have tried to encourage people not to come in and to do as much business as we can on the telephone or by video conference or other mechanism. That's kind of what we're doing for the moment. Do you think this will change, Elizabeth?
1: I think that this is a marathon, Robert, not a sprint, and I'm hopeful that people will be kind to each other, will focus on the communities that they are a part of, serving other people in the way that they can, I had a a friend actually just the other day ask me and my husband if we needed anything from the store and you know I really appreciated that. So I hope out of this experience we can all take take a moment and reflect on the ways that we're able to support the people around us. Um, I myself have not been going to Costco or some of these larger stores, partially because I've got some things at home and I'm okay eating some uh, Cheerios and uh, canned soup. But I know that others really need more help than we do. So I'm hoping that people listening today will also be mindful of that.
0: We, uh, we feel like we need to say we don't have anyone among our staff, among our client base, among our contacts. We know of no one who has tested positive who has been symptomatic with the coronavirus yet. Uh, there are very few cases in Pima County. We understand fully that there are probably more cases than have been reported and that it's coming and that our purpose is not just to avoid getting it or, or transmitting it, it's also to delay the development of the virus as much as possible, and that that is for the benefit of our clientele. We get that, and we're going to do what we can to to uh, participate in that effort. We just have a hard time actually closing the doors. We're going to do everything short of that that we can in order to minimize the risk. And there you have it. We will keep people posted. If we change, if we do close, if we have an actual incidence of coronavirus in our staff or, uh, or among our, our client base, we will reconsider all of these decisions. Uh, I like your analogy. It is a marathon, not a sprint. We're in it for the long haul, and we hope you are too. So everybody, please stay tuned. Please stay wise. Please stay healthy.
1: Please stay calm.
0: Please stay calm. That's such good advice. We will help you be calm, we hope. This is Robert Fleming. I've been talking with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, my partner and partner in podcasts. <laughs> uh, I almost said crime, but hey, there's nothing criminal about this.
1: <laughs> Join us next time for Elder Law Issues. We'll talk with you then.